from the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Hey, welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hour number two. Jonathan ain't here. Glenn ain't here. They out doing stuff. It's important. They got to do it. Jonathan's out there doing some uh, demo work up at his hunting camp up in Bluntstown up there. Still cleaning up after the uh, Hurricane uh, Michael incident up there. And uh, Glenn's out doing some fishing with some kids today. Good thing. Out there with the church and all that kind of good stuff. So, God bless him for that. Get out there. It's a precursor to uh, the Ten Rock Fishing Derby out there with FWC. That's coming up a little bit next month or end of the month. And then it'll be a warm-up and a tune-up for our uh, Panfish Challenge happening up at Panavista Lodge. By the way, if you would like to participate in that and you would like some more information, you need to call up at Panavista Lodge, panavistalodge.com. You can get a number there and all that kind of good stuff. Talk to Mr. Jim Veal or Kelly. They're the uh, the big superpowers up there that'll be and helping if, us put all this stuff together. And if you need the link to that or the, the telephone number, you can get it from the bigandwild.com events page. There you go. It's right there on there. So, so it's easy proud of to that do. page, aren't it's you, Bill? so easy to do. Uh, if you want to rent a cabin or just come up for the day, it's, it's either way. You can do whatever you want to. If you're going, we're going to, we should do a spam challenge, too. See who catches the most on spam. I already did that, and I kicked everybody's butt, even in the rain. Well, you got your kids did good on the cheese. Yes, they did. But I tell you, you know, me and Glenn, he threw down the gauntlet. He went out there. I stayed through the rain, caught more fish than he did. Pepper, pepperoni. <laughs> he was out there with wigglers, and I was out there with a single can of spam. And ba boom, ba boom, ba boom, caught more fish than he did. I say we do it again. I, I, I know it works. I ain't got. I ain't got nothing to prove. And I want to see it in person. That's all I got to say. And and the, I don't believe the, you. If the fishing gets slow, you take a bite. That's right. That's what I said. You can't make a sandwich out of no red wigglers. You can get out if there. If the fishing gets slow, you just throw an media over the side and just watch them float up. Yeah. Throw a what over? Throw a what over the side? Mumbles? An M eighty? Oh, M eighty? Yeah, that's legal. <laughs> Nobody said it was legal. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's encourage that on this outdoor <laughs> show. There we go. Hey. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that's living the water it, life. No. Living the water life. No. Carbon TV. Carbon yeah. TV. Throwing explosives. Listen, no. we they do nothing like that. Vince. Oh, it was really? a joke. Oh, sure. Vince, is it true that when you run in the generators for the lights on the bow fishing, if you leave the leads in the water, <laughs> that it makes the fish easier to hit? <laughs> Carlos will tell us the truth after he's... After he's done. Yeah, you can hit him with a paddle. <laughs> you know what you hit him with? You hit him with a net. You just put the net over him and hit him with a net. That you guys are something him. else. No. I guess no, so. No, they're floating up from the water quality. Yeah. All right, get David back on. He was nice enough to hold on through oh, uh, yeah, the break yeah, yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. David, how are you, how you doing, buddy? Good, man. Yeah. You hear me all right? Is it? Does it sound like I'm still in a bathroom? Yeah, it does a little bit, but that's okay. We, we, I talk to my kids like this all the time. I'm used to the echo. Outhouse, no problem. I'm, I'm not in a bathroom, so. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're not. You sound much better. Okay. Yeah. What's going on? 
Hi. So, um, hey, I don't know who who was it that. Uh, good morning. Hey, great, great to uh, first. Let's start with the accolades. Great show. <laughs> thanks, thanks. You know, but... any any time you can put Bill George in a group, the IQ goes up immensely. You know, yeah, so. that is wow. true. Yeah, you don't know him that well. You have a fan, yeah. Bill. Right. I had somebody I didn't rag on <laughs> yet. Hey, uh, but somebody I don't know which one of y'all was that touched on. You were talking about. Uh, Golf courses and homeowner associations. That would be Vince. That would be Vince. Yes, sir. That'd be Vince. Yes, sir. But, you know, know, a quick search shows that there's like 1,250-plus golf courses in the state of Florida and growing, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Each one one of those uses tons and tons of fertilizer every year. That's true. You know, then we don't – you know, let's stop and look at the football fields, soccer fields, baseball fields. Walt Disney. Walt yeah. Disney. Well, they own that uh, property. Well, you got to remember. The, all, you got to remember that all the, the beautiful right-of-ways. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, know, yeah. County's got to spray all those. Uh, you know, those planted medians and uh, all that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. So, it's but, uh, Bill it, George but, was saying you got so many different agencies that are out there spraying willy-nilly for their own purposes without even discussing anything between. There's no inner. Uh, what is it? Enter uh, departmental conversations where uh, Vince with the county is not talking to Braden with the uh, Parks Department, who's not talking to the guys over at the DEP or the FWC or anybody else. So everybody's out there just spraying away, or the homeowners, you know. Yeah, but but what I'm getting at is these folks are fertilizing, right? You yep. know, we're, we're chastising FWC and all these other agencies. But if we, if we stop and think about for a minute, what is it that's feeding this growth of these plants? You know, it's not just water. Plants need nutrients. And it's these nutrients as well. You know, folks want to, folks in the south and over on the coast with their, you know, their big shiny boats at their docks want to say ag, ag, ag. Well, there's a lot more to this than just agriculture. Way more. Yeah, all they have to do is look, under their, look under their own feet, as Vince pointed out. How many homeowners association force you? To uh, have you know green grass all year round, and uh, yeah. if you got a brown patch or anything like that, uh, you know, get out there and either spray paint on it or uh, you know get to fertilizing, baby. Get out there, get that uh, true green truck out here once a week. Absolutely, you know, one day somebody's going to have to make a choice. They're going to want a lush green lawn, or they're going to want water to drink. Well, you know what? I always say on my all day. on my lawn, uh, what's what's growing in my lawn is what God put there. I'm not out there. Yeah. Uh, manicuring any St. Augustine or any of that other stuff that takes tons of fertilizer and keep the, you know, mole crickets out and all that stuff. Mole crickets want to eat? Let them eat. I don't care. You know, I mean, yep. something yep. will grow in its place that they won't eat. So I'm all good with that. It's green. But, you know, but the, the, the people who are monitoring all that activity is not the FWC. It's the DEP. That's true. And what, there's a lot of talk about all that runoff that comes in and everybody believes once it goes down the drain in their community, it's gone. It's not their problem anymore. That's right. Um, but the DEP is the one who, who does septic systems, uh, the water quality runoff and all that type of stuff. And I think people should be taxed in these developments based upon the quality of the water they're letting go into our system. Listen to you, Mister Governmental wow. Guy. Wow! Hey, hey, David, do you remember the old David? Do you remember the old commercials that used to run here locally on how to do properly dispose of motor oil in your yard? Do you remember those? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember those? Yeah. Where you had to, you know, where you had to dig a hole a certain thing, you know, a width, and then down a certain depth, and then you just pour your old used motor oil right in there and put the sod right back over it. It's all good.
I thought it was hey, around the times, foundation of the house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how many times control. in travel of a day do you see cut grass, you know, out in the road? It's going to get washed down the uh, <laughs> down the drain and into some source of water source, you know. Which is supposed to be illegal in uh, at least in Pinellas County, but uh, you're yeah. supposed to blow it back into the yard, but it doesn't seem to happen that much. <laughs> my my question is in today's day of age, why don't we have more organic choices or more safer choices to do the things that we need to do instead of using all this chemical garbage? Just got to go, just get a go. cost. Yeah, cost. I would think a lot of it, and not only that, they have uh, billions of uh, gallons of it. So uh, somebody's well, going to use but it. But like somewhere. David said, you, you're going to have a choice soon. Either you drink the water, or you have green grass. Hello, I'd rather have the water all day. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know they'll have to look at uh, third possibilities. I remember when uh, DDT was banned in the United States, it didn't stop Mexico or any other countries from using it. Just here in the United States, so. Uh, when they finally found out that the migrating birds were actually nesting in Mexico and having soft <laughs> shells and killing them, they couldn't figure that out. We're like, well, we got rid of DDT. Why are they still dying? Well, hey, because they're still spraying it down south, fool. Weeds are green, I'm just saying. That's exactly. right. I'm with Carlos. Just get a goat. Yeah. Eat the weeds. <laughs> what the weeds in one man's eyes. And it fertilizes at the same time. Else's, you know? That's yeah. true. I think there's a problem solver right there. You just uh, fence in about... Uh, an acre at a time, put 30 goats out there and just keep moving the fence. Yeah, and, then, and, they, and they fertilize well, as they go. That's for right. Free. I'm good yeah, for that's that. That's a win-win right there. Yeah. I, I think so. Who touched, on, uh, who touched on Wadelia? Was talking about Wadelia and growing down. Was it the guy on the phone, Richard? Yeah, Richard. Yeah. You know, um, I see a lot of places nowadays where folks are putting ground cover down that, you know, that's not getting into the waterways, but they're putting down ground cover in lieu of grass and they don't have to fertilize it. They don't have to spray it. That's right. They don't have to mow it as often, you know, and it looks good. It looks really good. I don't know what that vine is, but there's a house on ninth street around 38th Avenue. Their whole front yard is a little viney thing. It just, it spread all over. I've seen that. And uh, it looks great out there. Now, I don't know if the kids want to go out there and roll around on it because it's probably pretty stemmy, but uh, for aesthetics, I think it does produce a flower once a year or so. So, I mean, it looks really, looks really nice. But well, it's, well, I guess, you know, it's a win-win for pollinators. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I just say we put perforated concrete over the top of it, and then we'll all be good. It, it, it's real easy. Everybody, everybody wants to say they care, but at the end of the day, most of the people don't do anything to improve it. That is true. Uh, and you know, we've touched on that before. You know, if say what you do and do what you say. That's true. Well, I do what I I'll say. I don't put a, I don't put a drop. The only fertilizer that goes in my yard is when my son goes out there and pees on the tree in the front yard. That's about it. <laughs> nice. nice. What, the dog, what the dog does in the backyard here is what the dog does in the backyard here, and that's all we get. That's all we get. Well, go. David, thank you for the call, and thank you for listening so much, man. We appreciate our listeners like you, man, who uh, call in and uh, give us a little earful, man. Thank you so much. You don't I'll, want to roll in I'll that grass. see you all at the commission meeting next week. All Have right, a man. good weekend. Get my boy. All right, we're going to take a quick Bye. break. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors. Go check them out today. They got some BOGOs going on out there with some uh, hunter's uh, stuff. If you're a hunter and looking for year-end sales, I think it would be a good place to get to today. And also, go out and see us, our good folks out there, Brandon Ford. They're out there ready to sell you a brand new truck. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, 
Carlos, what's up, Billy Boy? He's down on the end, Aaron behind the glass, answering the phones. Doing an unbelievably great job this morning, as always. All right, let's uh, get to Smokey. Uh, push the button. Push the button. Uh, Smokey's on two. What okay. up, yeah, Smokey? Smokey's on two. How's it Smokey, going, Smokey? Smokey. Smoke. Okay. What's going on? What are you doing on this beautiful Saturday morning? Where's the uh, band? Working like normal. Working. <laughs> I was trying to listen to your show, though. Oh, well, thank you, great, man. Great information. Well, we appreciate hey, it. You you hit it right on the head, and then your buddy mentioned it again and didn't even realize that uh, the grass mowing, grass clippings can be 25% nitrogen or higher. So if you clip that and put it back in your lawn, you don't need to fertilize along with the rain that we have, especially in the summer. And that is a definite more organic situation than dumping the stuff from Walmart on your lawn. Yeah, well, that is true. And, I, you know, I would I, I can't assume that everybody has one. But nowadays, I mean, it seems to me like every single mower that's in any box store anywhere else is, is a mulching mower. And I don't know anybody exactly. that has to bag stuff anymore like they used to. You know, yeah, in the old days, you? in the old days, everybody was bagging it and then putting it in their big garbage cans out in the front yard. And then, you know, then the city came out and said, please don't put your yard clippings in the garbage. And so then people would like, uh, you know, dump it and make compost piles out of it. If you, some people would, uh, but for exactly. the most, but for the most part, I know my old trusty Honda, you know, it's, it's a mulcher. I don't even have to bag anything. Yeah, well, like load right back into the grass. You're doing great. Well, yeah. I guess I'm getting 50% because I let it get a little extra long. And then it gets kind of big. <laughs> I got all these big mounds shooting all over the place. I don't think you understand how this works. <laughs> He's a little hey, slow. I'm yeah. just trying to double up, man. That's all. That's a good idea. Yeah, you get you get twice as much fertilizer yeah. when you let it grip about you know twelve inches high. Yeah, it's an extra week. You missed it. I was hunting or fishing. You know? And just to throw you off topic, I had another question instead of calling you later and bugging you. Okay. Uh, did they change the law? Say you have an acre of land in Valrico. Are you still able to set up a range and shoot like a twenty-two or a 9 millimeter in your backyard, or did they change that? It they you can still do it. It has to. You need a, a a good backstop in order to stop it. As long as the bullet is not leaving your property. Okay. Yeah, it just, you know, it just can't be, uh, you know, your old archery target or something like that. I mean, you know, you got shooting a 300 into styrofoam, you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not a good idea. Can't be your neighbor's barn. Actually, I think, I think that if you, there's a website. Remember, Pinellas County came out with one that actually gave you the the proper dimensions. Yes, and uh, and it had to do with the density of the housing. What, what, you know, they passed the rule that said you could do it. Then we had some, some people who decided to, let me push the rules and I'm going to put it something up in my front yard with no space. And, and, and so they had to turn around and pass some legislation to actually pull some of that back. And, and it has to do with the density, but if you have an acre, uh, you're not falling into that. Okay. I appreciate your show. Yeah. Well, we'll be listening for the gunfire from here. <laughs> I'm sure if you're going to be popping off a 300 Win Mag, we'll be able to probably at least hear a little bit of it from here. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, you guys man. Have a great day. See you, Smokey. Right, be careful, man. I mean, uh, right. I, I, you know, that's a, it's a funny thing because I've had that question asked of me before, and uh, you know, the thing is, is if you got a decent backstop and you, you know, as long as you're not trinding to shoot from. Uh, like in Pinellas County, if you have a, a backyard that's 80 or 90 feet long, it's not long as long as you're trying to do it from the living room. Uh, yeah. You know, get up there where you're going to shoot and be close and do whatever. If we used it's to shoot those in the backyard. 
well, bows are a totally different yeah. thing. But it was funny because before they passed the rule um, that allowed you know ensuring your rights to discharge your firearm, well, there was a time up in Pasco County that we had access to a place that it was like thirty plus acres of land, and we actually took and put telephone poles, built a wall, couple dump truck loads of, of fill dirt in. Made a big backstop, sure. shooting bench, the whole nine yards. The law enforcement came out there and harassed us and told us you couldn't do that. First, they, it was okay because you had a backstop, but they ended up saying it was a code enforcement issue. You were operating an illegal shooting range. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they wanted to make it like you had a, a, a actual business or something. No, it was just for personal use. Well, which, so how, how'd that end up? Don't just leave they, me there. We had to tear it down. Really? It, and, that's, and you went, without, you no, went no, away that quietly? It wasn't me. That's was, all that pent-up frustration. As lead. Oh, okay. But that you was were, a different day. But you me. were one of the people who went out there and used it frequently. Oh, of course. Well, with, his, with his 300 wind mag. I did. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we all knew that. Uh, excuse me. There's some man shooting a howitzer next door. Well, and I don't know what he's uh, his, where his artillery rounds are landing. Well, my buddy, he turned around and he shot competition. So when he went out to shoot, he was shooting. I right. mean, it, it was it was a forty five, and he was shooting quite a bit. So that people, wasn't just out there plinking with the twenty two. He was actually roaring through, hitting steel targets and stuff. Is no, it? it was he he shot competition bullseye fifty uh, forty fives. At 50 mm-hmm. yards. Right. He, he did three-gun competition? No. Just, no, oh, just okay. bullseye competition where they stand so. there stoically and try to hit the bullseye repeatedly. Yeah, it's a good and idea. And he did. Well, I'm sure. Well, he did for a while till they said, yeah. tear it down. Tear so. it down. Well, speaking of tearing it down, you guys are going to be tearing it down tonight. You're going to be out on uh, on the uh, boat out with Twisted Limbs this evening? Yes, sir. Are you going to be filming this for your television show? Actually, yes, we are. We're going to be doing uh, a couple of good segments about it, and then, uh, we're looking forward to it. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the star. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. me and Eric. Yep. <laughs> I don't know about all that, dude. That'll be nice. <laughs> hey, you got editing. You can cut yeah. out bad There's words no, no, and all that. There's no in the yeah, world, no, brother. You can cut out <laughs> bad words saying. and all that. As long as you don't let me run the camera, you'll be fine. There's yeah. no way There's no way to fuzz out enough of the teabag twins. It's no. going to be bad. None of that's going to be out there <laughs> either. Sorry. Oh, okay, good. So no, uh, not... how many people are going for this deal? I mean... <laughs> I know there's going to be a handful of kids out there. Um, I think we got up to, what, 10 or 15 kids. I got But what is chosen. this? Twisted Limbs, basically what they did is they put together a um, like an essay contest to take a teenager out bow fishing. Mm-hmm. And you had to write in, and they had to pick you know the best essay or whatnot to get them out there. And so now we just want to get the kids out there, teach them how to bow fish. So you got 10 people coming, 10 kids? Yeah. That teenagers, means one adult, teenagers, yeah. one adult per kid? Yeah, um, a parent usually, usually or a guardian. So it's going to be 20 people. You're not all shoving it on no, one boat. No, no, no. We've got a couple different boats that are no, going. Noah bought his ark. We're all getting yeah. on it. No. Yeah, ca- <laughs> ca- got- Captain Travis is like killing me right now. We're all going on your boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we got a couple different boats out there. So it, we'll split everybody up, and then we'll be on another boat going around filming. Is this a competition of any kind? or no, is this it's all just gonna take, be- take kids out, man. It's all about taking the kids out and getting them outside and doing something. A lot of companies donated, you know, goods for prizes, and they're going to feed everybody. You know, it's their first annual, you know, event. So, you know, there's going to be a learning curve, I'm sure. But 
you know, if everybody, you know, gets together and it helps out, it'll, it'll be a great event. Well, just getting the kids out on the water and, and, and introducing them into something they've probably never done before, uh, for the vast majority of them going out to go bow fishing, it's, and are you, why are you starting at five o'clock? Are you starting at five? Well, we're going to, yeah, the event starts, the event starts at five o'clock. Goes to midnight, so it gives us enough time to get everybody together. The prizes—they're yeah. going to have some, you know, some snacks giveaways. and things. Giveaways—they're going to brief everybody on safety and all that. You know, all that stuff that goes sure. on. Yeah. Takes a little bit of time, and then out on the water, man. And then you're done. You're going to be out there uh, reducing the stingray population well, by think, a lot. I think the, there's good weather for tonight, so it's going to be a good night. No, you should go. To, uh, the stingray population. The you know what? 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 What's yeah, wrong? so the bad part is is that Toby, probably one of the best archers on the entire planet, is not going to be going. Isn't that right, Toby? I'm not going to be doing what? You're not going to go out and go <laughs> boat fishing tonight? No. See? <laughs> no. no. Why not, Toby? It's good yeah. to hear you. Hey, man, buddy. you can come right about it. For your art, but, you know. I love, I love boat fishing, and I'm not very good at it, but I love it. I just ain't going to be able to do it tonight. Oh, no, how can you say you're not good at bow fishing when you can hit a turkey at like a thousand yards with a bow? That's that doesn't make any sense. This fish are faster. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, he tries to make it challenging. He just goes out for the minners. Well, you know, some of them little bitty sellers just to make it fair on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> what's, up, what's up, Toby? What's up, man? What are you doing? You know, just spending a beautiful morning sitting outside watching the. Watching the sun come up and listening for turkeys. I heard a couple of gobbles already, so I'm pretty excited. Well, I'm glad you woke up this what? time. I'm, Where I'm are fine. you at listening? I'm in Inverness, <laughs> up in the Citrus Management area. Oh, yeah, up uh, there. Okay. Yeah, up in the wild parts of the city. Oh, yeah. I got the turkeys gobbling this morning. It's just it's just a pretty spring, man. The, the hog plums are in full bloom. The dogwoods are just budding out. Yeah, I was... That's I was, time to be outdoors. I was telling... Them, I need to post something on Facebook. Tell my, all my northern friends they better not worry about coming down because it's all going to be done by the time they get here. Yeah, it's all done. Can you hang on through the break, Toby? We got the music playing, so that means we got to take a commercial break. Can you hang? In four, in four, I'll be here. All right, hit the whole button. There you go. We Absolutely. didn't hang up on him. Good for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break because <laughs> we want to talk to Toby Ben Wall when we come back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoors. Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Before the break, we were talking with our good friend Toby Benoit, who is uh, now on the telephone with us, joining us. Uh, the reason we wanted to talk to Toby because he's getting to go do something this uh, pretty soon that I've always wanted to watch or do. We used to have a couple of guys who participated in the raptor hunting, uh, and I never got a chance to go with them to go see it done. But, Toby, you're going to get to go out and watch some people do some hunting with some hawks or peregrine falcons what are they using man yeah these guys are using peregrine falcons to hunt rabbits wow dude those things what i mean what is, what does a peregrine reach like 180 miles an hour when that thing falls out of the sky yeah it's one of, it's one of the fastest birds if not the fastest bird out there that's crazy oh, now we love to see that where are you going to go get to go, go watch this or participate in this activity we're uh we'll be heading down to sebastian florida it's over on the east coast just north of uh, palm beach Wow, dude. Well, dude, man, I tell you, you've been the world traveler lately. You and Megan went down and caught some Burmese pythons uh, like a week or so ago, and 
Now you're headed over to the East Coast to go out and kill rabbits with birds. Yeah, my, you know, it's funny. My column is really taking off. Uh, I've got seven uh, major newspapers across Florida now that are running my outdoors column. And nice, good job, man. Good yeah. job. Yay! Well, thanks. You know, I'm getting a lot of a lot of odd requests in my inbox uh, for more variety. You know, <laughs> uh, and uh, I had a, I had a reader contact me about the Burmese pythons. If I hunted them, am, am I going to be hunting them? And I thought, well, that sounds like a lot of fun. So I called a guy up and uh, and, and 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 we talked about it for a bit. He invited me to come down and, and go hunting with him. And I was thinking, you know, hunting. Cool. I'll bring you a four tid, maybe bring his number four <laughs> shot, something like that. And he's like, no, 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 no firearms in the federal properties. You know, we got to catch them by hand. We got to catch them live. And uh, I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Second thoughts on that one, didn't you? <laughs> so, so I called up the toughest guy I know, which turned out to be Megan. Of course. And she, and she jumped at the chance, and, and we went down and, and uh, caught some pythons and just had a great weekend of it. Well, well, now, now, well, I, I want in if we do the iguanas. I've always say, wanted to do the iguanas, and I know the guy that does that. But I was going to say that, awesome. that's, that's going to be your next one. You and Carlos will be down there being the iguana slayers. Are you okay? Let me ask you this: Can you shoot him with an airsoft gun, the iguanas, and knock him out, or do you have to? I, 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 think, I don't know. If airsoft gun is going to be enough to take one on. We're going to be using blow guns with darts. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like Tim Wells. We'll buy his. Uh, we'll buy his blow gun and poof. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, again, something I've never done before. But I had I had some uh, some some readers challenge me to go down and go up iguana hunting. Yeah, and but, we could do an addendum to your book and add that as part of the the recipe. There you go. I'm sure there's some probably good recipes you could probably pull out of uh, the islands for then. Tastes like chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, Oddly enough, I, I, by my last cookbook, The Country Carnivores, has iguana recipes in there. Oh, that's right. It does have it in there. No, but our yeah. own new one. We're going to put a Cuban twist on it. Oh, know? is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> put a little Cuban <laughs> twist on it. In man. other words, it's going to have moho all over it, and uh, you cook it over a uh, china box, and you're all good. Yeah, maybe with a little cassava on the side. There you Ooh. go. With garlic. Uh, Oh man, you got you're making me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Toby, when are you, when are you going to do the? Uh, that raptor hunting. When are you going to do that, man? We're we're heading down next Thursday. Oh, nice! We'll we'll, we'll, die, we'll drive down Thursday night and uh, and hunt Friday and Saturday. Oh, awesome! So, so I and, guess uh, I won't see you at the commission meeting. I probably ain't going to make it this time. I might call it in. Yeah. <laughs> well, the the uh, I think there's a meeting on the water stuff on in Eustis on right before the commission meeting. So maybe you get over that. It's been interesting. Well, uh, give me a date and, yeah. and a place to go. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. It's after work. It's like 530 to 830. So I'll send it okay, to you. Good. Well, Toby, make sure you give us a call after you do your little raptor rabbit uh, dulio. I want to hear all about it, man. It'll all be good. And send lots of pictures. I want to see pictures and video. Yeah, good luck, man, and, and, and great job on the on the column. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. All right, now you can go back and go to sleep, get some bacon, and go out and hit the woods. <laughs> see you, brother. <laughs> I got to go find some more turkeys. Oh, yes. There you go. It's right, always you, a good time, man. All right. Thank you, Toby. We're going to talk to Toby a little bit later on, and we'll find out how that uh, peregrine falcon uh, hunt went. That'd always be pretty I cool. want to know how you can strap a GoPro to them. Uh, I think they can. Uh, the falcon? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Hey, good Tom. Lord. Tom, do you hey, have it? Morning, everybody. How are we all doing this morning? We're hey. doing good. I have to ask you, do you have a method of uh, strapping a GoPro onto a peregrine falcon that could help us out? <laughs> uh, I could... Uh, 
get help you hook a uh, coconut to a swallow. <laughs> <laughs> it's called zip ties. Is that a European or an African swallow? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Monty Python, I got you. <laughs> Look at you. Bill George pulls one out of the wow, past. That was good. They, they have many, many coconuts. Yeah. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I saw something really cool last night, and uh, uh, I had to take the new pups out uh, for the last walk before I put them in the kennel and uh, looked over at my neighbor's dock. He's got, you know, a bunch of underwater lights, and there were two otters hunting in the lights underneath my neighbor's dock out there behind Weedon Island. It was pretty awesome. cool to watch. Were they coming up with, uh, like, 26-inch snook, or was it just... I, I, didn't see him, I didn't see him get any of the snook, but they were sure, they were sure after something under his dock. <laughs> Uh, same thing the snook were after, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. Yep. You know, I, I remember when there used to be otters out on Whedon Island, and uh, it's nice to see that they're back, I guess. So I guess they're, they're swimming they're across. Still, I guess they're still there. Yeah, coming over from Ross Island, I guess, over to the lights. It's smart. Well, you know, it, it, they, they're they the same as us. You know, why work harder? Work smarter. Yeah. You, got, you got to get out there and vid- video that man and post it. I was try- I was trying to get a video of him, but you know, with the you know, just the only thing I had was my cell phone. It didn't take very good video, so especially at night, yeah. Get him. yeah. And shooting into those blinding lights, uh, his his lights are pretty bright, and uh, just sort of washing washing everything out. Well, how are things going with uh, the stuff out in Missouri? I saw a post this past uh, week or two that uh, you got some uh, improvements going on out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, the- we had to add, we had to add a pole barn uh, to house some of the attachments for all the, for the skid steer and the and everything. And we're also building a, a, a cleaning station that'll have uh, an electric uh, winch and uh, hot hot water. So on those those uh, cold Missouri. Uh, afternoons and evenings uh you know we'll be able to you know warm warm things up a little bit when we're cleaning out the deer hey did you did you post something about some stones uh yeah yeah i I've, saw uh, that i spent the, the past two days passing a kidney stone nice <laughs> that's fun <laughs> that's the worst oh well that's what happens yeah. when you're born and raised in florida tom you know that you live in a perpetual uh dehydration at all times so uh, well, I, I get I get one about every three years, even though they put me on the medicine to prevent it. And I I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. So I spent the last two days laying on the cold tile floor. Ugh. Of course, at my house, that the puppies think that uh, that that means that I'm laying down there to play. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's right. You got two brand new lab puppies. So yeah, yeah. As soon I, as got, you... I got uh, yeah. I got they're they're nine weeks old uh, today. So uh, you know. It's a it's a it's it's a busy place, and so it's not it's not real conducive to passing kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go walk the puppies, but I'm gonna lay on the floor and oh, it's playtime with dad! Yeah, dad's on the floor. Get him! Yeah, my, yeah, I've got I've got I've got bite marks on my ears, my cheek, my hands. Well, are you are, are you are you stone free? Or are you uh, still uh, working on? Uh... Uh, you know, I, I I I'm not I'm not exactly sure if I'm stone free, but I'm not in any pain this morning, so I don't know if, if I still have one. Uh, uh, you know, sort of a short push here to to, to get them out. Or oh, the if, main uh, event. Gotcha. Yeah, so we're uh, we're uh, <laughs> we're keeping our fingers crossed. It's amazing how that uh, wild buck rye whiskey can help those, those kidney stones. Uh, it's really <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. That's a wild yeah, turkey you know, one hundred and one. I have I have a friend who's had who's who's given birth without without uh, medication and she has passed kidney stones. So I asked her, I go, which is worse, natural childbirth or kidney stones? And she is she has sworn to me that kidney stones are worse. Yes, they are, especially when they look like sticker burrs. They are not well, a uh, they're not a fun thing. Well, Tom, we're glad you're healthy, and we're glad that I pass. 
Julie Julie Weintraub could put in a setting. <laughs> <laughs> Polish it up and put it on some gold. Yeah, happy anniversary. All right. Well, listen, Tom. Thanks for the call, man. And we're glad you're feeling better, man. We yeah. got to take a quick break, though. All righty. I'll sit back and listen. And always enjoy the show. Y'all have a good day. All right. I appreciate it, man. Take Thank care, you bud. so much for the call. Uh, I know it's it's a horrible thing, and uh, he's been going through it for a couple of days. Been there, done that. Don't want to do it again. Do you see outdoors? Yeah, yeah so, we'll come back. Uh, Dan, hang on a minute. We'll get you as soon as we come back. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Vince, Carlos. Uh, and, of course, Bill George and Aaron. We're all here today. I did, I did verify something while uh, during we the break. Were, yeah. Should I, should I hit the otters, button now? <laughs> otters are still in season till March 1st. <laughs> and if you want to take bro. one, you can. Right, I'll call Toby. Yeah. We'll get something going. Boy, you, know, you don't tell Tom <laughs> that. He's a big bow shooter, man. He'll be out there, you know, for tink. You know, and it'd be legal. Now, nah. is that bow fishing or is that? Um, I guess it's bow a both hunting, bow both? fishing and hunting at the same time. I, I would, I'd put it under both categories. I would Golly, think, man. but I think that Tom would rather have them out there frolicking and something to watch before uh, you know trying to turn them into gloves or anything. Why would you want to do that, Bill? I don't know if uh, otter meat is any good. I'm sure it was, I have Toby's somebody, got a recipe for I it. I have but, somebody right now who is uh, desiring an otter to be in their repertoire of stuff that's in their stuffed animal collection well, i got i got one for sale i got one for sale in my, in my office in my den so if they want to buy it i don't need it anymore nobody wants that roadkill thing man nobody wants that flattened out nasty looking otter you don't know the story behind it. Yeah, yeah i do i just told you the story and that's the story that all of our listeners now know yeah, whatever all right let's go to dan he's been waiting on it what's up dan how you doing Good, how you doing, sir? Hey, we're wait a minute. We talked to you last week, didn't we? Yeah. Thanks for calling, Dan. So you're getting for a twofer? How's it going up there? Where are you up? You're up in the Great White North somewhere. Yeah, Western New York. Oh, that's right. Western oh, nice. New York. Uh, that's a good thing we got Carlos in here. You guys can talk the same language, although he's from Bronx. Yeah, I forgot what green grass looks like. Yeah. He was shooting animals while I was shooting rats and pigeons and stuff. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Carlos starlings, likes, starlings too. Carlos likes to brag that he honed his hunting skills behind the Burger King. Uh, on uh, that's true, man. Uh, that's true. <laughs> and on the uh, dumpster there, what, where, where was that located? At the corner of what and what? It was over by Two Twenty Eighth Street in the Bronx and uh, Broadway. There you go. Off the Major Deacon Expressway. If you want a honey hole right there, Dan, there you go. Yeah, cross, a good spot. Crossman 1377, man, 10 <laughs> pumps. A kid would get arrested today for that. That's true. Bronx. Well, what's going on up there in upstate New York, man? You guys uh, warming up up there yet or what? Uh, the weather keeps changing so, so bad up here, it's hard to say. I don't know if I'm going to go fishing one day or looking for sheds the next and bundling up or shorts. <laughs> We've been kind of going oh, through man. that, too. Uh, uh, miserable as it sounds, I think we might get up into the 80s this coming week, so uh, you might want to stay away. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd trade it for a day like this, though. I don't know. I think we'd probably trade it. We'll trade you an 80-degree uh, day for what, what's your temperature today? 
Um, I think it's supposed to be near twenties. Oh no, you can keep that. Yeah, that's, that's a little low. I'll that's, take it. I'll take it for one or two days. That's not too bad. Yeah, well, I just checked twenty five right now. Oh wow! You know, if we could get about three days worth of uh, twenty degree temperatures, it would cool down all our block houses where we wouldn't have to turn our air conditioning on for about another two months. Yeah. He's got that's Indian summer up there, man. Yeah, once you get that terrazzo down to uh, below fifty, uh, it'll keep the house cold for at least. Uh, we a need month. that water to warm up. I need the tarpon to start rolling. Oh, dude, no, you don't need no tarpon. They taste crap. They taste horrible. They're fun to catch. It said when it's twenty five degrees, and you say, "Oh, it's not too bad out." Forget it. Forget <laughs> it. What's going on up there this weekend? Anything good? I'm uh, just going to go do some shed hunting and do some uh, volunteer work this morning. Shed hunting and volunteer work. The Amish make yeah. a really nice shed. No, shed. Yeah, I, I, do, uh, I do a lot of volunteer work up here with the street ministry where we uh, donate to the less fortunate. We give them clothes, food, toiletry, stuff like that. Now, don't you feel bad, Bill George? You cracked a shed joke before you talked about that? Yeah, that's no. nice. That's nice. <laughs> no, you don't feel bad. <laughs> that it, Bill George does have a point. Lancaster does make a really good uh, shed. But anyway, so you're going to go out and do the shed hunting today. Is there a permit required for that where you are? No, no. You just walk around. As long as you have permission to go through the woods, you just walk around there and just look for the sheds. Now, wait a minute. Permission from the landowner or from your game commission? No, from the landowner. Okay. That makes it easy. Well, there are some you know places out west where uh, now that it's gotten so bad that they won't even let you go out there without permits and stuff like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You get, well, you know, elk going out and trying to find, uh, you know, six by six and seven by seven elk drops are a little more valuable than a basket six point somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, do you, um, in the spring, Dan, do you, uh, look for morel mushrooms? Do you have, have them up that way? No, we don't. Oh, okay. Too high north, I guess, up there. Yes, yeah. You don't, do you have, yeah. do you have oak trees up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only probably I'm only ten minutes away from Lake Ontario. Oh, that's right. I remember you were real close to the Canadian border up there. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think uh, morels make it to the. No, I, I don't I, think. The, I didn't know how you know exactly where he was. That's up there, man. That's I don't I don't know what the cutoff zone is up there. I know they do it up in Missouri, so I don't know how far north it, it goes or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe southeastern part of the state I can't believe Casco, is, is duck season still going on up there or is it over uh, waterfowl season I believe I believe it's over I'm not 100% sure but I believe it's over um, coyote season's wrapping up fox season's wrapping up everything's pretty much done the end of this month wait a minute you said coyote is wrapping up you got a season just strictly for coyote yeah really you can't take them all year round well, yes uh, and no. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I got a lifetime license in New York, but I don't, I don't yeah, remember legally that. Legally, you can't take them. Take them all year long. You can't you hit them with the car though. Right. All year yeah. long. Now wait a minute. When you say take them, it means uh, kill and dispatch, or could you uh, trap and remove? Well, you can trap. Um, you can use foot traps, live traps. You can run them with dogs. You can call them in. Um, or you can just take your chance to go out there and sit, and maybe you'll see one. Are they a nuisance animal up there? Yeah. Yeah. They're a nuisance yeah. animal everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, I've seen one in the Bronx. No. Seriously, in Riverdale. Yeah. 
Coyotes are everywhere, man. Yeah, they're, they're, as long as there's food, they're going to be there. Especially so. in urban environments. I mean, they're feeding on cats and dogs, people's pets. Oh, sure. Yeah, dog right. food that you leave on the back deck or Pigeons, whatever. stuff guys throw over the back of a park bench. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. I mean, it's it's free. Hobo or two. <laughs> oh, <God>. Hobo. <laughs> Overnight. Hobo or two. He just went downhill really fast. <laughs> That's just joke. <laughs> well, now, after you do your volunteer work, uh, what's what's next for you guys up there? Turkey season or or No. Yeah, we got turkey season opens May first, and that goes for a whole month. You got you got one month. Yeah, one month for turkey season. Four weekends to make it happen. One month to go out and kill an eastern turkey. Yeah, yeah, and then we got two weeks during the fall that it opens back up during bow season. I'm sorry, you said two weeks. Yeah, then we got another two weeks in the fall to where turkey season opens back up during uh, archery season. Why do they do that up there, Bill George? Why are the seasons so short up up north like that? They still have a month for turkey. Oh, that's for it, spring though. gobbler. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks in, in for the fall. fall. That's either sex. Yeah, but yeah. I, I mean, even down here, I mean, uh, it's, as soon as deer season starts, it's turkey season, and you can go out and shoot it with a dang rifle. Only on private land. Yeah. But I mean, it's still a possibility. Uh, I don't. I just. I just don't understand why the seasons are always so short up north. See, like our like our deer season, our archery goes for a month and a half. It starts October first and goes till the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Then we have um, that Saturday before Thanksgiving is when gun season opens up, and that goes for approximately three to four weeks. And then we have another, say, ten days of bow and muzzleloader that opens back up. It's almost the complete opposite of what we do here. I mean, it goes archery, muzzle, then general gun, and then uh, it goes all the way until what? It just now got over, right, up north? Or is it still going on up north? I can't remember. I think we're still in a little bit of gun season in in zone B and zone D. Which, now, you got to remember, Dan, uh, as soon as we put our rifles down, we got about three months, and then deer season starts (laughs) up again in July. So. Uh, archery yep. you can always fish For in archery. between yeah and you can fish anytime and shoot hogs year-round and coyotes as well so we're all good yeah yeah see i wish deer season was that long but we have to wait i guess it's because yeah. if it's a winter time you know i guess you don't want to hit them when they're low you know what i'm saying you know yeah. they just come yeah. out of a, a real hard winter and you know they're whatever made it made it and now they're just trying to regroup or whatever you're pennsylvania guy help me out <laughs> it, hey there are so many wacky rules from state to state. Uh, hey, I'm just working on Florida right yeah, now. Not, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to know. You got to know your rules, man. You well, know your rules. You know what you got to know is you got to know a guy like Dan. So if you ever show up there and you go hunt with him, Vince, if you decide to go up there and hang out yes, with him, sir. you got to have this guy in your back pocket. Otherwise, you know, you could be in I'll a be lot lost. of trouble. Yeah, I'll be. I don't know what I'm doing. I'll be in jail. You know. The, 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 <laughs> The funny thing is, Dan, if you ever came down here, it's it's wide open. So, I mean, if you walked in here and go, what do you want to do? I don't know. You want to go shoot some pigs? We'll go shoot pigs. You want to go squirrel? You want to go shoot a squirrel? You want to go shoot a squirrel? <laughs> yeah, we got otters under the lights. We got all sorts of stuff, man. We're doing it all. Yeah, it's, it's all good, Peregrine, man. falcons, everything, man. Hey, thanks for listening to us up there in New York, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've Since you called, I think we gathered a whole new audience up there in upstate New York, man. Yeah, I've, I've been... Uh you know, promoting a little bit and doing some advertising also. Well, that's so great. I appreciate it, man. You're doing a good job up I guess, there at DC I guess, Outdoors. I guess that's another state we'll have to stop busting on. So we have some <laughs> listeners up there. 
So I'll have to change well, when I make fun of people and so have to stop using my New York accent when I start talking. So well, yeah. Well, I'm in New York. I'm in New York State because my kids are here. If I didn't have kids, trust me, I uh, I don't think I'd be living here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You need to call us again in a couple of weeks or so and tell us how many times you snuck over to Canada to go kill some geese up there. <laughs> All right, Dan, we're going to take a quick break, man. <laughs> we are sponsored by, uh, who are we sponsored by today? You got Brandon Four G5 Outdoors. Yeah. Got a little bit of everything going on. Dan, have a great weekend, man. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you. See you, Danny. All right, we're going to be right back, you guys. Hang with us.